Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, 88 on the internet, wherever you are. And you are joined by myself, Lawson, and my amazing co-host, Danuta. Danuta, how are you doing this morning? I'm great, Lawson, and you? I am fantastic. That's I'm fabulous. Fantastic. Fabulous. Isn't it amazing weather at the moment that God's giving us? Excuse me? Uh, no, what do you mean? Amazing. <laughs> Don't you like it? It was two well, degrees this morning was, when we came it in. It was clear. I was coming down the hill. But it wasn't raining. You know, the Mount Sugarloaf Hill down, and my, uh, you know, the temperature reader in my car hit zero. Oh, did And I was like, yikes. I, was I like, hope you, ha- you had your heater on in the car. I, I definitely did. I've been blessed with a car with a heater. For a while, I was driving a car around. Oh, this is a couple of years ago now. I was driving a car around where, like, the gas had run out in the aircon. And it was like it'd be middle of winter, no, you know, no hot air. It'd be the middle of summer, no cold air. Obviously, this is a first world problem, you know. But but hey, you know, it was I was <laughs> blessed this morning to be driving a car where I could have the heat on. Yeah, Danuta, how's your weekend been and your week up to this point? Oh, look, fabulous! My husband and I had a couple of days off or so, and we just oh, enjoyed it and loved it. And we saw the whales just flipping themselves right over. It's called breaching. Wow! Uh, like full body. Yeah, full wow. body like several times. There was one way that just kept on doing it over and over and over. Just had like real joy showing off. They were, they were just <laughs> living their best life. Which mm. area was this? Port Macquarie. I wonder if they know we're watching them, like from the shore. <laughs> I wonder if they certainly seemed this with this one. <laughs> uh, do they have like an intrinsic motivation to do it? Like I'm just having fun by myself, or do they have this like extrinsic motivation of people are watching them and they're like, oh yeah, I gotta do this, you know, to make the people happy. You know, but then I'm like, they're in the water far away, mm. so I'm I'm not sure. But regardless, it is definitely a blessing to Absolutely. gaze upon God's beautiful creation Absolutely. and see them living their best life. Well, coming up in today's show, we are going to be talking about good activism and bad activism. Oh, it sounds really interesting. We're going to see either side, and particularly in the Christian space. Fabulous. Really, really important. How can we, you know, stand up for what we believe in? You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to have our first clue for our, well, our first quiz, first quiz of the day, guys. As morbid as it sounds, in the New Testament, there is one account of people laughing at a funeral, and the funeral was for a 12-year-old girl. Although the girl is not identified, what was the name of her father? Ah, okay. Hey, if you know the answer to this one, 0491-064-669, who was laughing very inappropriately, I guess you could say, (laughs) at a funeral in the New Testament for a 12-year-old. Well, who was... You know, who was the father of this 12-year-old girl? 0491-064-669. We have an amazing prize for this week. Do you like board games, Danuta? I like board games. You like board... Well, we've got producer Shell. She loves board games. I know. She's she's like the guru of board games. Absolutely. And she I still and beat her every time we play. So, it's, you know, it's... <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> when have we played? I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. You know, start listing them off and embarrass you. But no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, no, hey guys, this is a fantastic board game. The days of Daniel that we are giving out also comes with the promise that you can play with us if we're in your area. We would love to come and play this board game with you. But hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. And again, that question is yeah. Who was the father of this 12-year-old girl? Mm-hmm. 0491-064-669. Danuta, what is happening in the world of positively different news? Well, Downing Street is where it's all happening at the moment mm-hmm. um, in the UK. Um, there's a Faith and Work Summit. That's, oh, wow. Did you know that? No. At, um, at Downing Street, global brands have come together on Downing Street to discuss and share ideas on being faith-friendly employers. Okay, so this is these are like big secular corporations and companies. Yep, yep, yep. It's the, actually the first Faith and Work Summit that the government has actually um, held and it was hosted by the Chief Secretary of the Treasury, John Glenn MP, mm-hmm. who himself is a Christian. And they basically got together because they're saying it's actually time to share good news in workplaces, which I thought was really fascinating because... Because the thing is that um, a lot of places do have um, Christians within their places, but they can, you know, a lot of places can tend to limit Christians in sharing their faith. Now, we know, too, that one of the key things is not what we say Mm. as much as who we are as Christians Mm. that is often the best example of Jesus and being a Christian. Sure. And so, um, but it's really interesting. So the president of the Religious Freedom and Business Foundation um, and an expert on the positive um, positive religious freedom says there's a long way to go, but it's actually a good start. And I think that's a fantastic thing that we're, that they're seeing. And, mm. and I guess if it's happening there, it's likely also um, uh, to happen in other places. They also say we, uh, that they know that they realize not everybody shares the same faith, mm. but, um, but they can have, but people can be compassionate to the fact that people have got spirituality. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting that, you know, this follows on from the coronation ceremony when you look at the fact that Prince Charles, or now King Charles the yeah. Third, I should say, mm. King Charles the Third at the coronation for the first time had a variety of um, of people within his ceremony that were of different faiths. Yeah. And so, go on. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, of course, um, you know, if we look at uh, the context of Europe at the moment, we talked about France a little bit earlier in the week. You're looking at a country that has a 10% Muslim population now, France. Yes. Uh, and, and this right. is, you know, not just limited to France, but obviously um, that influence in England as well of, you know, um, particularly Islam and Hinduism and Christianity Mm. too. You are seeing, uh, you know, these different areas in Europe that are becoming real places of intersectionality between faiths. And I've got some news coming up after this, which is also coming from England, which is also kind of uh, probably why, when it comes to faith and work, um, why these kinds of summits are needed and these conversations are Mm. needed to have. And particularly, I think, when corporations can work together with government bodies and Mm. come to an understanding, not necessarily of combining church and state, because what I see here isn't that then, you know, representatives, lots of representatives from churches, uh, you know, saying this is da da da, but it's more from the business side and more from the the human rights side of like, how do we enable um, good relationships with people who are, well, yeah, good 
good working relationships with people who are of faith. I think I think that's incredibly important, and this is something that we here in Australia have been wanting, and where hoping and praying goes through for probably the last four or five years has been like a religious discrimination act, mm. like the idea that uh, or anti-religious discrimination act that um, yeah, you know, uh, it's simultaneously like well, religion is already according to the Fair Work Act a protected. Um, a protected facet of someone's life here mm. in Australia. So it's like religion, gender, um, sexual orientation, you know, pregnancy status, like these kinds of things that you cannot discriminate against or you mm. will be, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's what's the word uh, po- prosecuted for as mm. a business. But then simultaneously it's like, oh, but then, you know, for what we look particularly when it comes to Christian schools and the ability for Christian schools to really hire according to faith and whatnot, it's like, you know, how can we take those steps so that workplaces and businesses and schools can be in the right air, you know, right, right place to enable religious freedom Mm. to take place. And so, yeah, I think this is it's fantastic. fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's fabulous news. And the thing is also that, you know, when we, um, Paul says, you know, that when we become a new creation in Christ. And mm. so the way that we relate to people and, and being that friendly environment is, is really important and crucial. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah. And also think that it also ties in beautifully with, um, a verse from Colossians four verse five that says, be wise in the way that you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Mm. Um, and that's the key is that we are to make the most of every opportunity. It's not about shoving, shoving, um, Christianity or religion down people's throats. It's mm. actually about being Jesus to them. Mm. Um, and uh, like you said, also respecting everyone of their faith, mm. faith background and their faith community that they're from. Yeah. The other, the other one that I've got this morning too to share is coming more locally is from the mm. Northern Rivers. Of course, we know that Lismore suffered a lot with the, the floods. Yeah. Oh, um, every time there is a flood, Lismore is suffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and um, and that was really huge. And at the end of 2022, um, a Southern Cross University study revealed that almost half the residents um, surveyed were actually still displaced from their homes, mm. where they were in sheds, tents, caravans, um, or, or with their family and friends. And there's been like a Samaritan group that have um, actually um, pulled together to actually help out. Um, mm. And um, the recovery was slowed um, to a crawl, leaving the burden of the region to the shoulders of the volunteers. Um, and as the focus um, shifted away from Lismore, there was still more that was needing to be done. So Samaritan's Purse volunteers. Thank you, Samaritan's Purse volunteers. Um, mm. Hello to you if anyone's listening up in Lismore uh, from this team too. Um, but they returned to the region to actually help out. And they actually are fixing up homes and places that are basically, you know, within a day or two that would otherwise take people months or more yeah absolutely this is a fantastic initiative and Mm. effort from these people and i think when church people step into this space of doing this practical work like people are thoroughly Mm. thankful and grateful and and just led closer to christ in general i've Mm. had the opportunity in 2017 when they had the big floods up in the northern rivers and i was in kingscliff at the time staying there and then all of that area became flooded you know the kingscliff golf course was underwater Mm. uh mwoolumbar all Mm. of those areas were just thoroughly flooded through Mm. we got to pick up some shovels and head out and help the people there you know for the 
four, four or five days that the flood recovery was happening, you know, also helping at the local flood shelter with the SES and whatnot. Yeah. And as a result, we just met plenty of people, had amazing conversations mm. and, and just got people into church. Like people became interested in knowing more about Jesus and getting into church Beautiful. and whatnot as a result of that. And so when we can respond practically as Christians to mm-hmm. these kind of issues, mm-hmm. People are incredibly grateful. They feel almost indebted to you, and they're like, "Yeah, I'll, look, I'll have a listen to you know whatever you've got going on, whether it's mm. Jesus or what." They're coming from that perspective of they don't know, but now they're interested because of you know, the blessing that you've been to them. Mm. So that's fantastic. Mm. That Even though awesome we do it with no strings attached, yeah, it's, yeah, we do it with no strings attached. And absolutely. Jesus says, "When you did it to the least of these, you did it unto me." Wow. Powerful stuff. Hey, great example of what it looks like to be practically the hands and feet of Jesus. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Diduna, could you get us our next quiz? Sure. How is this verse completed from Leviticus 14.34? When you come into the land of Canaan, which I give to you a possession, and I put a case of blank, fill that word, in a house in the land of your possession. What is the word for the blank? Yeah, we got um, some options here. We got A, B, C, and D. Yeah, leaking roof, leprous disease, white termites, or black death. Absolutely. Interesting choices. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. And, of course, you'll go into the draw to win The Days of Daniel, an amazing board game which you want to give to you absolutely for free provided you win the draw and how do you get in the draw you answer these questions correctly so yeah give us those answers again one more time okay the question is when you come into the land of canaan which i give you to you a possession i put a case of blank in a house in the land of your possession is it a leaking roof b leprous disease c white termites or d black death if you know the answer to that one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You are listening to the breakfast show this morning, and we are going to continue on as you just talked about in your previous segment. How in England they're getting together and having a faith and work summit and working out okay, how do how do we fit people of faith into our workplaces? The reason they need to have this summit is because. Slowly by slowly, people of faith, and, and actually increasing in pace, um, people of a faith background are finding themselves in the minority in these in these areas, in these workplaces and whatnot. I've got a story about this and about someone who has found himself you know, particularly and ongoingly in the minority and finding himself under controversy for it. It's a story of a guy named Felix Ngoli. From, he is from and working in... England, he's an African guy. Now, what is so interesting about this guy is that he had, in 2019, a landmark case regarding religious liberty. And this was because he was studying at the University of Sheffield and he was studying a degree of social work. He Mm. posted on Facebook, just Mm. shared a Facebook post about traditional marriage. And uh, one of his classmates had seen it. They reported it to the university, and he was removed from his degree. 
they just true he, for posting about traditional marriage. Yeah, he he the post essentially shared a view within it that marriage is between a man and a woman, and as a result, and and from a Christian background and a perspective as well, with a Bible quote and a Bible verse, mm. and as a result, he was removed from his degree. They're just like you can't study here anymore. Get out, like which is that's really strong. That's a really is, strong move just for posting something. And and I wonder whether something had been covered in classes, class mm, classes, mm. or whatever that made him want to be strong about putting that on. Yeah. Well, regardless, he put this up because that is his view, and he's a Christian, and his his university had removed him as a result. And then he went to court and fought this in the courts. And ultimately, in 2019, the outcome had been decided, and he had won the case. And I love. Wow. I really, really loved the um, the outcome of the case and what the judges had said as a result of this case. Because they essentially said, you know, what what is going on here is that the university has confused this person's religious beliefs with an intent to discriminate. Mm-hmm. Because what what it's getting at is despite... This man, mm-hmm. Felix Ngoli, having a religious belief that he doesn't believe marriage between a man, you know, and another man or a woman and another woman, anything outside of a man and a woman, despite him thinking that that is not okay, that doesn't mean that he is going to actively discriminate and harm these people. Sure. Working as a social worker, he st- will still do his job. He, he would, yeah. And, and this was what they put forward, and that, and that was the outcome of the case, like, this person isn't doesn't have intent to discriminate. He just has a religious view. And I was like, that is amazing. Like that yeah. that yeah. is so well put. And I think that really reflects our position as Christians. Mm. We want to be there and to love and to help people mm. from these different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And it's from different sexual orientations, from different religious backgrounds. I'm going to help and serve the atheist as much as the LGBT person, as much as the Muslim, as much as like all of these ways that we, we are called to w- love everyone. That's right. Yeah. And and what does that love look like? It means to serve their needs and whatnot. Yeah. Am I going to be pro their point of view and am i am i going to promote that no i'm not but i'm going to respect that they have it but again in my especially in the work of social work mm-hmm. i'm going to be there for them i'm going to help them and mm-hmm. this is felix ngoli and this is where he's at he's like this is who i am and this is what i want to do this is what i'm about but this is this is what i believe yeah and it was really good that that they had that outcome and i just love that quote so much now he has finished his degree in social work and now that he has finished his degree he's going for employment and he, so, so let me just pause you there for a moment, Lawson. So he hmm. must have gone back after the court case because that, I mean, from 2011 to 2019 is quite a long way. 2015, sorry, was, 15. Yeah, it was when he was okay. he was removed. So uh, he, it, what the article doesn't say is whether he went to a different university right. to study, uh, but we know that in 2019 the case was settled. So right. it's like, okay, sweet. You know. Yeah, and then he's now got a degree. Yeah, now he's got his degree in social work, going for a job, and he was offered a job by a company. in in the UK called Touchstone Support. They offered him the job. They're like, you're, they, he'd done his interview process, all these different things. Um, as a result of the interview, they were like, you are v- very qualified to do this job. And they offered mm-hmm. him the job, which he accepted. And he was like, yes, this is exactly what I do. It's a fantastic job, fantastic rates. Everything yeah. about it is good. They found out about the 2019 case and they presented him an ultimatum. They, they found out that he had been through this case and they come to him and they say, listen, Felix, we 
don't like this case and we don't like the outcome of it. So what we are going to need you to do to be able to accept this job is to affirm and promote LGBT values entirely in your personal life. So they are basically pushing their viewpoint now and making him do something that's against what they were feeling and like they were pulling up something from the past rather than going like, we're happy with your services, we're happy with what you're doing here. Which is, again, so wild. And now he is in another fair work tribunal as a result of this because so i am i'm a bit shocked to be honest because this organization has seen that he won a case regarding religious liberty and discrimination he won the case and and the outcome of the case was this person does not have intent to discriminate they have a religious Mm -hmm. belief Mm -hmm. and these guys come back even harder than the university they're like you know what you need to actually promote this thing that you don't believe in so that you can work for us and now he's in front of a tribunal again and they will be working through this and you know some years have gone by and so it'll be interesting to follow the outcome of this i think that felix and the way that he's gone about it through the courts and standing up because again this legislation will then create a path Mm. for people in the future too so Mm. I think this is a fantastic thing he said he's not out there trying to be vindictive or Mm. whatever it may be but he's like especially again uh, this these um, and and this is what he said which I I really appreciated too he said they made it seem like 100% of the people that I would be helping were LGBT and that I had to pledge allegiance to the LGBT flag and forget about my Christian beliefs because I was thinking well, is this any different to the Christian schools situation that we have here in Australia? Like, we want people to teach according to Christian values. Is that, is that, are they just wanting people to be according to LGBT values? Mm-hmm. But the difference is one is a social support company mm-hmm. that is by nature secular, mm-hmm. and the other one is a faith based school. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, even as you're sharing some of this, what's coming through my mind is that we, we are, we are told in you know in God's word that we'll be persecuted for our mm. faith, mm-hmm. and He's making a stand for His faith, but He's not mm. pushing anything hard. Yeah, He's like, I am here to serve. I am here to do this work that you accepted me for. Mm. But again, the, there is no part of the job description that says I need to promote LGBT values. This is something that you have personally put yep. onto me because of my background. And so, yeah, they're going to fight this in the courts now. Quickly, I wanted to talk about another story. Uh, because I, I think that this is activism done right for what you believe. It's like, hey, this is what I believe. This is where I'm at. And he's going through the right channels to get this done. On the other hand, uh, there is a church. It is the Worthing Baptist Church. And this is also coming from the UK. That is a church that has been actively participating in Pride Month and putting up uh, LGBT flags and whatnot. Wow. And that's something that personally, as a Christian, I wouldn't do because mm-hmm. I don't support it and i don't believe in it uh do i believe in equal rights for all people yes but promoting the lgbt lifestyle i think that it is i believe and i can see clearly that it is against god's word and it is not something that is consistent or in harmony with the gospel and the call to overcome sin it's just not Mm. now this church is supporting that and they're going down that route and if that's what they believe well they have all rights to but for me personally i'm like Nah, that's that's so not where I'm at. it'd be interesting to see what some whether they're losing some of their their church folk as well on that stand, and who's the one that's particularly pushing that. Well, the interesting thing is that this church was recently vandalized. True, it was vandalized with graffiti that was sprayed on you know each of the walls that said "fake Christians." 
Wow. And so for me, I see that as it's coming from a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. whoever vandalized this church and graffitied it. Uh, and although they in some ways share a value that I have, which is it's like, okay, well, I don't necessarily see the promoting of LGBT values in churches as really reflecting and representing the God of the Bible, and it doesn't represent Jesus. These people have gone about it and said, oh, the perfect way to stand up to this kind of heresy or whatever it may be is to vandalize the church. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I see that as, even if it's coming from the right perspective, I see that as terrible activism. Mm -hmm. I see that as terrible, like Mm -hmm. standing up for faith. No, that's, that's, that is awful. Mm -hmm. The only way really to win people at the end of the day is Mm -hmm. to dialogue, is to love, and is to, you know, get, is to talk. And the one-on-one especially, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Just vandalizing their church and writing fake Christians all over it. <laughs> I, I am, I'm kind of appalled and I'm almost embarrassed because even though I hold a similar viewpoint to the people who are doing the yep. vandalism, I'm like, that is just not the way to go about it. I do think it's an unfortunate situation that a, a church is so keen to promote these values that are against God's word. I'm like, mm. and I would... You know, and I'm actively on radio to our listening yeah. audience saying that. Yeah. I have no problem saying that. Yeah. But then to go and vandalize their church, and I, I think that that'll just sink them deeper into their beliefs that I believe are false, and mm. it will make it harder in the make future. Make them react a lot stronger. That's right. It will make it more difficult in the future to bring them to a greater knowledge of truth. So mm. it's, a, it's a really interesting space that we're seeing, this idea of activism and standing mm. up for faith, and I think it's something to definitely consider and to ponder and to look at the Bible, honestly, to give us the right direction to go. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Nuda, get us our next quiz. Yes, in the Garden of Eden, we are told that the serpent speaks to Eve and tempts her with the fruit. What other animal literally speaks to a human in the Bible? Mm, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. Uh, this animal is one that my dad often compares me to and and, and calls me. <laughs> Lawson. It's like, like, Lawson, you look like You a, must behave or, really interestingly for you, him to you, use that you term. You sound like a... If you, if you know the answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Do you want to read that question again for in the, us? Yeah, in the Garden of Eden, we are told that the serpent speaks to Eve and tempts her with the fruit. What other animal literally speaks to a human in the Bible? Mm, absolutely. zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. And we have come to the time where we do an interview. And we have on the phone with us the wonderful and amazing Jennifer Skews. Jennifer, are you there? I am. I'm just laughing at your comment. We won't discuss that till next week. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. We sure, 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 sure. And we'll psychoanalyze it. <laughs> that sounds interesting, Jennifer. Eh? Yeah, the, the effects, you know, the, the ongoing lasting trauma that I yes, you know, yes. and how I can, Wow, thank well, you. Use, use you as a case study. <laughs> well, I think that it's I think that it's awesome that we, you know, consistently get you on the radio, Jennifer, every week and I kinda get psychoanalyzed every time. I, I, I always whenever you're on radio, I always end up 
oversharing maybe and uh <laughs> and you respond to that so people are just kind of listening in to our sessions together but also yes. we're hoping that they can be blessed by the information you're sharing too and that brings, i'm sure they are I, mm. I definitely think they are and that brings us to our topic today which is if you can let us know well we're going to continue on with the mind body connection sure. because there's so much and it's so important because mm. we are constantly um, affecting or our mind and body is constantly communicating talking sharing mm. um, and it can be for our good or for, for not so good mm. and uh, so the more we understand that relationship and the more that we actually consciously pick ourselves up or monitor it the more powerful it is mm. and uh, so uh, I, I, we've talked about a few things but one thing I thought I would stress is just the reality of our thinking because mm. that's the source of that connection or it is mm. one of the reasons it's not just the source but it's the reason why we have this mind-body connection and every negative thought every single negative thought impacts every cell of the body negatively oh, wow. and this yeah and it's it's i often remind myself we're well, careful what you think and we mm. do if we have a negative thought every cell starts to drop in its capacity to f- energy level and its biochemical makeup but every positive thought will have the opposite effect Mm. so if you have a negative you're negatively thinking and we just think oh one negative thought well hang on what about all the negative thoughts that Mm. uh that people have in a day you get up no another miserable day and what's going to happen today and i bet this will go wrong and i mean there, there are lots of thoughts there but if we counteract it and say well hang on the sun's shining i mightn't feel that good but at least the sun's out you know, and start to shift it around we start to uplift every cell of the body and produce what we call the happy hormones the mm. good hormones so, Jennifer, so we, it's, sorry yeah. it's just yeah, sounds, it sounds like it, it's um it's got to be a really intentional thing for us to do and also that that um you know and my question too is um is there a difference between actually voicing those negative things versus just thinking or both of those have a massive impact Both have a massive impact. And when we verbalise it, we're now having a massive impact on the other person who's listening. Mm. I mean, how do you feel when someone comes up to you and says, oh, life's terrible, I'm over it, (laughs) da-da-da-da, you go, you can feel yourself dropping down. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Their non-verbals reflect it because that's another part of that uh, whole mind-body connection is what we're seeing visually with how someone's presenting So if someone smiles at you, then it uplifts everything. Mm. It's just amazing how one person's smiling. So we need to smile whether we feel like it or not. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is an interesting thing that I've been going through over the last couple of weeks, actually. I'm with a group of young people, and we're distributing Christian literature in the community mm-hmm. that people are interested in, and it's been going fantastically well, like Literally hundreds of books have been getting out in the community and it's been amazing. But sometimes you have those character building days where people aren't interested or they verbally abuse you or whatever it may be. And, And what we say is, hey, whenever we have those tough times, 
mm-hmm. always frame it in our minds as character building, but when we're with the group, sharing it with others as character building as well. Like, so, you know, we, we say, oh, yeah, I had a character building morning, you know. And then the re- <laughs> the, Versus I had a terrible time. The, the reality is, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, not, uh, we're, we're out there meeting people at their houses and we're, we have these literally, like, these life-changing, amazing books that are just fantastic. Mm. And, and we're like, oh, these are awesome. And we're, we're almost giving them away in a steal. Like, people are leaving donations for them, which is part of our strategy because when people leave donations, when people pay for something, they, they're actually interested in it. And uh, yes. they're, they're leaving donations for it. And all the donations are going towards these young people and their studies and whatnot. And people Good. will go like, I'm not interested at all. And this is terrible. And I hate, like, I, we literally have encounters with just as people who mm. treat us so badly. And you can get, yes. you can start to get in your head about it, eh? And just like, man, maybe I'm terrible at this. Maybe I'm a bad yes. person. Maybe no one mm-hmm. wants to see me or talk to me. And then if you start voicing that to others in the vibe can just change but we've we've counteracted that by saying look it's been character building you can bring a whole group down by what you say Mm. yeah so we and what we think and if we're thinking it and this is it's just as i keep saying it's a battle of the mind Mm. but if we can at least think better thoughts or counteract the negatives because if you're feeling lousy often in the morning people will be you know wake up the mum had an awful dream chemically they've got to get going again and but if they can frame it into something realistic doesn't even have to be you know it's not like getting up and going yippee it's another day when you don't feel like it Mm. it's um just shifting that thinking from that negative very Mm. powerful and when we come back to the smile when you smile it that the um corners of your mouth turn up and they find chemically that it uplifts it creates the endorphins when we smile and laugh laughter Mm. is the best medicine for the mind and the body but when we frown or when we have down in the mouth where we the corners go down that's when the cells start to drop out again and are negatively affected so yeah, so a lot of nonverbals again give those messages to the body, but to other people. Jennifer, so, Jennifer, is there a link? Is there a link between tiredness and negative thinking? Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. If I think negatively, I can feel my energy draining. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a miserable day! And I bet everything will go wrong again. And da da da. And you can feel yourself dropping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So energy isn't just about what we eat. It's about what we think and how we behave. And you'll find people who are happy people have more energy, even if they and, and they have less pain. It counteracts pain. Laughter nice. counteracts pain. So there's a lot of things we can do with the mind and with the body that help us. Um, I don't know if you've ever met anyone who really has pain issues, real pain issues because of something that's happened to them or the body or whatever, but they never complain. You wouldn't know. And then you find out and you think, wow, mm-hmm. you know, because they have a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and often they're spiritually focused, but not everyone, but it's the attitude, which is how they think and how they view themselves and view the world. So being aware of that is powerful. So if you're feeling down, just be aware of your thinking mm. and go, well, hang on, how about I replace those thoughts with something a bit nicer? Mm. And so does it become easier, like it becomes uh, habitual? You could almost yes. say like, in, in, so the more you practice it, the easier it becomes? 
Absolutely. Okay. And you'll find you do it automatically in the end. Wow. Or you catch yourself quickly because you're now reprogramming. Your brain is programmed with the negatives. Mm-hmm. So it's autopilot. To get it off autopilot, you have to be aware you're doing it, put in a new program, keep doing it whether you feel like it or not. Like smiling is a classic. Keep mm-hmm. smiling. Yeah, and uh, it makes a big difference to you and others and it will help. I love that point. Our brain is programmed with the negative and yeah. you could think like, well, why? Like, how, you know, how can we make that assertion? And I think it, it's almost very clearly reflected in the spiritual and in the Bible when we see that we live mm-hmm. in a world of sin. We've been affected by yes. sin. And as a result of that, yeah, the, the, and live, especially living in a world around us where we are constantly seeing the effects of sin, you know, with yes. death. And uh, there was recently a death uh, in my family and, and mm-hmm. just seeing the way that that was, you know, just so hampering you know in the in the mm. moods in the attitudes yep. in the life you know in the the mental time and energy and the emotional time and energy that that absolutely of, mm. of course you're going to have a propensity towards sadness and of mm. course like there is so it's much normal. evil yeah. to look at in the world but again it's that intentionality that gets us out of that i love that so much Mm. Yes. Um, and this is where, as far as our spiritual life goes, when we, even if we don't feel like it, we pray, we talk to God, we invite him to help mm. us through the day, it will work. Mm. Yeah, I find that is very uplifting and then little things happen. I find mm. that, and this is where, again, it's that battle of the mind, but I believe a spiritual focus and asking for that help is very powerful in changing that programming. Mm. It uh, works very well because we are mind, body, soul, and spirit. So we've got to feed all of those levels. Mm. And what, what I'm hearing from you too, Jennifer, is that our, our brain is very adaptable. So if we it actually, it's not like the brain's doing is we've got to make that choice to make that change and then the, the brain adapts with that. Absolutely. That's wow. the free will. This is where the conscience is, the, the message we get, say, hang on, it's not right, I'm doing this again. Your conscience is working and your free will then chooses or the will, which is a physical part of the brain, chooses to action it or change it. Mm, so absolutely. you're strengthening the will. Mm, I it's, like that, and you, that strengthening the yeah. will. Yeah. And, and you're building resilience when you do it. We, we're not born with resilience. We have to learn it to be emotionally resilient. Mm. So... Yeah, so there's lots of things we can do on a daily basis, but being aware of what the mind's doing, what the body's, how the body's responding. Mm-hmm. Body can be a barometer. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if I'm feeling flat and not good or I've got a pain somewhere, I've got to go, well, hang on, what am I focused on? What am I thinking here? Where am I at? Mm. It's uh, So it's a self-awareness, which I find very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, I love this point here and I, I think this is uh this is something that I've learned in my time and I think that it's just fantastic news is that we have the ability to be intentionality intentional to overcome that. Yes, uh, we we do. Choice. And, and then I think that there are definitely a number of things that we can do that enable that choice to be easier. You know, we can uh, get better sleep and spend time outside and, you know, you hit yes. all of those new start points, you know, drinking water and eating mm-hmm. your food and, and whatnot. But it's it, it starts with, oh, hey, I'm not stuck here because our mood yes. can be so flat. And, and obviously for, for people, it gets so flat to the point where, you know, it, it seems as though maybe life isn't worth continuing to live. Yes. But the fantastic news is that those those feelings, those difficulties can be overcome. 
Oh, they can. And it is, as I said, a bit of a battle and a march at times, but mm. it gets easier, it gets better, and it helps us to endure when we're really uh, being pressured. We, ha- mm. as I said, can have better resilience and uh, not give in to it or not go down with it all the time. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Now, Jennifer, I'd love to just know, you know, in the couple minutes we have left, mm-hmm. uh, where we're in this space, we want to, we want to get, have a better mood, think better thoughts. Where can we start practically? I find when we listen often to the feelings, you're like, oh, I just don't feel so good today, and then think about it. Go, well, why aren't I feeling that way? You get engaged, you might write things down. Because you often have a lot of thoughts running around your mind and I often just keep old envelopes and I don't have to do it as much now because I've done a lot of reprogramming. But I used to write, I was so upset about something and I'd write down what happened and I'd look at it and I'd go, wow, look at that. Because And then I would realise what the problem is or I'd be able to sort it because it's not just swimming around my head. Mm. It's uh, Because when you, your brain is, it works in three parts when you think write and read back. You've got three parts of the brain functioning, not just the thinking. Oh, wow. That's mm. huge. Yeah, mm. It is. So journaling so is, even. Yeah, mm-hmm. journaling's powerful. Write it down and go, wow, look at, no wonder I feel bad. Look at what I'm thinking here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we often don't realize it. And they're just simple things that everyone can do. So just have a little pad or scraps of paper around or whatever you do and write things down if you can't resolve it. Sometimes we can resolve it, mm. but it's that intentionality again. Mm-hmm. You're doing something intentionally to change it or to sort it or to work it out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.